Welcome to the Employee Lounge. I'm your host, Joe King, and today we have some very special returning guests to the podcast. We have the incredible leaders of Women Work Employee Resource Group. You guys want to introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. I'm Diane Kresh. I'm the director of the library, and I am the executive sponsor of Women Work, also known as WOW. <laughs> and I am Joan Kelsch. I work for the Department of Environmental Services in the Office of Sustainability. And I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff for WOW, um, keeping the mailing list together, getting meetings scheduled, um, making sure people connect when they need to, that kind of thing. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much for being here today and uh, being one of the returning guests of the podcast. Uh, so I think we had you guys hmm, at least a year ago uh, for the first time when we were just doing audio only. Um, so I think a lot has changed since that time. Uh, so, well, first of all, I, I want to point out that we're all wearing shades of purple today. Uh, anyone want to speak on that? Yes, uh, purple, purple, white and yellow were the colors of the suffragist movement. And you may recall that last year was the 100th anniversary of the uh, adoption of ratification, rather, of uh, Amendment 19 to the Constitution, which gave many women, not all women, the right to vote. So we we wear the purple with pride. I've got purple on my socks. I have purple in my hat. I've got purple <laughs> shirt on. And uh, it's it's Women's History Month, so it seemed appropriate to uh, to fly the colors. And if if you drive by Central Library, you will see us actually fly the suffragist flag of the mm. colors. So um, so that's the significance of purple. Plus, purple is just a very cool color. Amen to that. <laughs> it looks great on you. Thank you. All right. So thank you for sharing that. Um, let's go right into the question. So uh, you guys were here at least a year ago, uh, I think when WOW was uh, uh, beginning to uh, do some great things. Um, so what has been accomplished since then? Can you talk a little bit, share with us um, what has been done? Sure, um, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I think administratively, the group has gotten really big. I think there are probably more than 250 people who are on the listserv, who at least kind of pay attention to some of the activities uh, as you might imagine, there's a core group that's formed, and that group attends most of the lunch bunches, which are on Thursdays each month. And they're they're usually free form. Occasionally, we have a speaker or a topic, but mostly it's people getting together and talking about what's on their mind. And we we found those sessions to be particularly helpful and cathartic during the last year of the pandemic, when we were all in one form or another in social isolation and uh, it was just a great opportunity to connect with people and kind of remain grounded so uh, so definitely administratively it's grown and we've been able to launch a mentor program this is our third year uh, for most of last year we were virtual for all of this year we're virtual but again it's growing the sisterhood and providing that space for people to speak about what's on their mind and recognize that there are going to be empathetic listeners and that it's a safe space, cone of silence. You can say whatever you want. You can be as vulnerable as you choose. And I think that is um, 
if the events of this week are uh, at all um, uh, a downer, it's it's recognizing that we have a lot of work to do as people and as women and as sisters united in protecting one another. So I'll I'll stop there and let Joan get a word in. <laughs> so yeah, the last year I think um, Wow has provided a safe place for people to come and share some of their um, fears and frustrations and um, angst about um, world situations. Before that, during the, the year before that, when we were um, gearing up to celebrate the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage, we had 19 events to celebrate the 19th Amendment. And there was a ton of energy behind all of that. We did everything from bring in speakers to um, host book clubs. We had creative outlet projects, different craft projects that people participated in. Um, we were going to do a fun run. We did a virtual walk from here to Seneca Falls, New York, which is where one of the big historic sites um, of the women's suffrage movement. Um, those things all got cut short, but I think the, the gearing up for that really got people energized and, and drew a lot of attention to WOW. So we, we have tried to maintain that enthusiasm through this year. Wow. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we even had buttons. Oh, we yes. We had buttons. We oh, had no t-shirts. We had sashes. Yeah. Uh, I think we sponsored a, a, a bake sale with AED support right before we shut down. Uh, we had a whole range of women authors who were going to be presenting at uh, the Arlington Reads programs. Most of them have folded over, uh, rolled over rather into this year. But, um, but I want to go back to kind of the mission of WOW and what we intended when we started. Um, Social club, that's great. Affinity group, that's great. But what I think has been the real differential with WOW is that it's women across the organization at all levels coming together to talk about issues in the workplace and sometimes in our home lives that men don't share. And it's not that men can't be allies or they're not supportive. It's just that there is no other outlet for that kind of real conversation among peers where people at a director level can relate to somebody at a, at a paraprofessional level or somebody who's just starting out in their career versus somebody who's been in the, in the business for a long time. And we just don't have those outlets. Uh, we don't have those free spaces where you can just talk. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like you, have to file a grievance or you have to file a suit or you have to go to employee relations as opposed to I just want to talk this through. You know, maybe it's me, but you know, is anybody else experiencing that? And I think that is the real power of what we've done and in and creating that space and that trust and mm -hmm. that mutual support network that just did not exist prior and and that's not to take anything away from the ERGs they're they're important but I think we're able and I've seen the black employees group do the same thing more recently to take it a deeper dive so that you're really getting to issues where it matters most to people mm -hmm. I don't know Joan you want to add yeah we we just I think in the last year in particular it's it's been um, obvious to me that this is building community and when you're in the office together, you, you run into someone at the water cooler or standing at the elevator and you can make those connections and go grab coffee or you have, you know, people that you can connect with and 
and bounce ideas off. And in COVID, that's been really hard. And I think, um, wow, certainly, and I hope other ERGs serve this purpose as well, to just build a community of like-minded people who can share and, and help and move forward together. You know, it's a been a tough, it's been a tough year. Speaking of tough years, um, we, you guys have shared a lot of the successes uh, and the growth that WOW has experienced. Um, but with growth, there's always challenges uh, that have to be overcome. Uh, what are some of the challenges that uh, WOW has gone through uh, since uh, we last spoke with you? And how were they overcoming? <laughs> I think our biggest challenge now is not being in person. Mm. Um, there's some administrative challenges also that might help other ERGs too. Boring stuff like how to maintain a mailing list in a way that's um, sustainable. You know, not just one person's one person in charge of it, but it, there, if there could be a central location to keep some of that stuff, a central way to register for ERGs, I think that would make it um, much more accessible to everybody. Um, we, and we're we're trying to work on that with Wow and certainly work with you as well but um, that that's been a that's been one limitation I think on our ability to reach people mm -hmm. yeah I'm gonna go in a slightly different direction I, I think one of the goals that we had in mind when we started was to uh, create that seat at the table where the ERG is as influential in policy development as the ELT, for example, or what comes out of an individual department. And we're not there yet. And mm -hmm. I think we could be there. I think that would require a pretty significant culture shift. And maybe with AFSCME coming to the organization in some way, shape, or form over the next couple of months, that's, that's an opportunity for the ERGs to gain some traction as well, because I I mean, I know it myself that I can't be in my little bubble. Yes, I know everything and I'm the smartest person in the room, but if I don't have people around me challenging me and, and pushing me and challenging me to think differently, I am not going to be as good as I can be. And I think the ERGs can provide that extra level of, wait a minute, did you think about or this is important to us. What do you think? Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that over the next few years, we can have more influence uh, because I think certainly in the private sector, the employee resource groups have fulfilled that role of being in touch with the workers at whatever level they're at. Mm -hmm. And I think that's extremely important. And we, we say, oh, we want your feedback. We want your feedback. But what's the tangible evidence that the feedback is A, received, and B, responded to? Yeah. So I, I'm, that, that's a little bit of my bent. I'm always pushing on, hey, you know, let's get the, the staff involved. There are pluses and minuses to that. If you involve the staff, you have to listen to what they say, and some of it's great, and some of it isn't so great. But I think that's really the future of the ERG, so I would say it's less of a current challenge, but definitely something we want to work toward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Power to the people, right? 
Well, having ERGs acknowledged by county leadership as a as a thing, not just something that organizes a monthly celebration for you know Women's History Month or or Black History Month or whatever it happens to be of the month. Those are really great unifying events. But I think ERGs, the potential for ERGs is so much deeper um, if it was something that the county um, legitimized a little bit more. It's great that they've started up and they're, they're, I don't know how many of them there are now, eight or 10, it's wonderful. Um, but I feel like we're kind of always kind of clawing to be heard or clawing to get attention. And there, there are ways that they could be engaged that would be really powerful, I think. Mm. Definitely hear you guys on that. Um, in terms of staying on the topic of ERGs, since you know I personally view WOW as you know uh, one of the more advanced ERGs that we have at Arlington County uh, in terms of not just the size but the breadth of work that you guys have done and the differences that you guys have made uh, in the members' lives, uh, personal and work, uh, obviously. Um, do you guys have any you know? top of the mind lessons learned or tips uh, that you could share with some of the newer ERGs uh, that have recently formed that they should keep in mind to uh, not only grow, but also uh, to push forward. Go ahead. Uh, all right, I'll start. So it, it starts with executive leadership. Um, I did have a role in starting this. I didn't do it alone. I reached out to several people and said, if we were to start something like this, you know, basically, if you build it, will you come? And I and I sent it out to people I've either worked with or mentored or coached or been on some kind of cross-cutting team with. And I and I got a chorus of, you bet. And, and so that's how we started. So in the beginning, I was called the convener, the you know, the, the whatever, the leader, blah, blah, blah. But it's but it's really I'm the executive sponsor. Without the support of the executive sponsor, a an executive sponsor who's willing to put the time in, it's not going to happen. Mm. I like to think, you know, I am busy just like everybody else. And I'm a director and I have responsibilities. And I think this is important. So I put the time in. And I'm lucky in that I've got at least a dozen other people who are doers. Jones a doer. Jamie Lees is a doer. Krista Jones is a doer. And bringing along some of the um, younger people in the organization who don't have as many years, they're the leaders and we want to be grooming them. Uh, the, the challenge for ERGs in general, I think, is that the leadership uh, becomes synonymous with, this is the person who does everything. And then they get burned out. Mm. And then they don't want to do it anymore. As opposed to, you know, we don't want a person dependent organization. So I think we were very lucky in that there were a number of like-minded people who said, yeah, let's do this. But you've got to keep it interesting. Like you have to give people reasons for coming back. Mm -hmm. So that's where speakers, programming, book clubs, bake sale, sash making session, all of that is important, mentoring. Mm -hmm. It also means that you have to have people committed to do the work. It can't all fall on the shoulders of the chair. And I know a couple of the ERGs have really struggled with that. They've struggled with maintaining membership. 
and they've maintained they've had trouble with uh, people wanting to be the leader because there's a lot of responsibility, but they can do enormous good. I mean, I'm looking at what Morel White is doing over in uh, Black Employees, and she's brought some amazing energy, mm -hmm. right? So let's grow that. Let's let's make that attractive to other people, and you do that by having the county manager and people in the county manager's office say, ERGs are important. We should support them. How can we do that? Mm. And and uh, Colleen has done an amazing job uh, with uh, outstanding. And you know the the folks in um, Alianza who have been working for a long time, or or Luan in uh, in uh, uh, what are they called now? Aha, that that aha, aha. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, Eric doing interesting things with veterans, but, you know, there are a lot of people who are, I think, still unaware mm -hmm. that they are out there, that they're important, that they have influence. I mean, the outstanding group changed the way we designate restrooms. That's huge, mm -hmm. right? So if, yeah. we can, we, if we can get senior leadership, not just Crash or Anita Friedman, but senior leadership, to understand the value of these things. Mark Schwartz maybe devotes an employee chat, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe he devotes an employee chat to the ERGs and he has all the leaders of the ERGs come on and talk about what they're doing and why it's important to the organization. Mm -hmm. I want to suggest that, Joe. Yeah, I already, you know, this is being <laughs> recorded, so uh, I'm definitely going to show it to, you know. <laughs> uh, because, uh, <laughs> Mark Schwartz is very good on these little employee chats, but let's do something on this. Mm -hmm. Have it, you know, be a recruiting tool because new employees coming into the organization, and I know we were doing this in the before times when we're still doing orientation, letting people know now more than ever when we've dealt with so much social and uh, work isolation over the last year, those are gonna be hard relationships to build back up and to reinforce. Mm -hmm. And ERGs can play a hugely important role in that. Right. Yeah, yeah. they can definitely I'm speak sorry, to the I'm culture. Just, I'm sorry, Joe, what? Oh, I was saying, yeah, they can definitely speak to the culture uh, yes. that exists within the organization, especially for those new employees that you know yeah. haven't met a person yet in person. So. Right, right, right. It's, the, it's a community. It, it offers people a little community. Definitely. All right, well, so let's get back to, uh, you know, those are some very excellent ideas. I'm taking notes, <laughs> definitely for sure. I will be um, following I, I up hope, And we'll definitely. <laughs> do, not, do not worry about that. I will be following up. <laughs> and, you know, I think these are also definitely very, very valuable lessons that uh, some of the other ERGs will relish. Uh, so again, thank you for sharing the wisdom uh, and the experience. Uh, for that. Um, so getting back to Women's History Month, uh, what do you guys have planned or coming up uh, activities wise? I know we're still all virtual, uh, but, you know, definitely want to get the word out there so that people can participate. And sometimes, you know, despite the pandemic, um, you know, based on conversations I've had with uh, uh, the BEC ERG, you know, they actually managed to garner more participation sometimes because it's not 
located at Bosman only mm -hmm. at a certain time. And it's because we were able to do this through teams and virtually and whatnot. Um, so tell us a little about what's going on for Women's History Month and how people can participate. Okay, so we have a, um, a, a chat line on the WOW Lunch Bunch, right? Every Thursday. And on the last one that we had, I guess in February, People just kept using it as a means, the chat, to to connect about, hey, it's Women's History Month, here's a book, here are three women-owned restaurants on Columbia Pike that we should check out. When the murders happened in Atlanta earlier this week, uh, mm. several of us shared comments about that. So it's um, that's something, again, administratively that we have to work on. SharePoint doesn't do it for anybody. Yammer, mm -mm, forget it. But where's a place where people can continue to have running comment after they've attended a presentation or a talk or something like that? So we've been using that. The big thing for us is the proclamation ceremony next Thursday. We have an amazing event planned. We have a special guest for the Star Spangled Banner. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Mr. DeFerenti is going to be reading the proclamation, which was written by uh, Krista Jones in the in the board office. We will have Dr. Lisa Cooper Lucas, who will talk to us about self-care and women's health because the theme is women's health. And she's excellent for those of us who have had the privilege of working with her. She's terrific. Uh, we have poetry readings. A young student uh, from uh, APS will read one, and uh, and also a uh, an author who contributed to Written in Arlington, which is a compendium of poetry that was published in the last year. And the main event is the brilliant and thoughtful and empathetic, wears her heart on her sleeve, one of my favorite people, Anita Friedman. She's going to be the, uh, the keynote. So... Uh, I think it's going to be very, I hope it's going to be very emotional and uplifting and inspirational and uh, an opportunity to pull a lot of these threads together about how we take care of ourselves and each other, not only in a pandemic, but every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it, I think it's going to be great. Joan, you want to, want to add? Yeah, I, I think it is going to be great. Um, lots of, lots of highlights in one hour of time. I would like to, um, just emphasize it is um, a wow event, but it's not just for women. I think the self-care applies to men as well, if not more so in some cases. I think the speakers will be inspiring just from a you know global standpoint. Um, so if we can promote this to the entire um, employee base, that would be great. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because yes, we um, we are a lot of women coming together, but we have occasionally had guys come to our presentations. Uh, so it, it is intended, certainly the proclamation ceremony is intended for all county employees to celebrate the accomplishments of women and to honor the, um, the, those who have gone before us and who are no longer among us. There is going to be a video montage uh, that one of my staff put together this amazing young man named Jordan Walker, who put together a film montage of pictures of people we've lost over the last year, women we've lost, mm. including recognizing the number of women 
who lived in Arlington who are no longer with us because of, of COVID-19. So that'll be kind of a special tribute where we'll actually have a moment of silence and uh, acknowledge those who have gone before but who left their mark. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a, an amazing uh, program that you guys have set up for the proclamation event. Um, but we also know that you know, just because it's a month, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean it's just a month, right? Um, what other activities uh, and um, engagement opportunities are there uh, planned for the rest of the year? Um, I'll talk about the time capsule. So um, <laughs> um, Diane has coordinated this. Um, uh, doing a time capsule, we were originally thinking we would do it for the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage and kind of focus on that particular topic. But then COVID happened and 2020 happened and a variety of other things happened. Black Lives Matter and the whole equity focus, the U.S. Census, um, all of those things kind of came together. And I think the focus of the of the time capsule is all of those things. Mm. Um, so there's an invitation out to anyone, I think, in the community, right, Diane? Right. Um, to submit items to the time capsule. The time capsule is, you know, the size of a bread box. It's not the size of a closet. So we do have to curate a little bit, but it, it will be really interesting to see what people submit and, and get that locked up and ready to go in September. Um, I think the idea is to, at least this is what we've talked about, um, to, un, to open it in the year we have a woman president. So, Maybe we'll open it soon, maybe it'll open later, but the idea is something to kind of look forward to and mark the moment um, in a way that's that's pretty special. So um, anybody who has any, you know, anything, newspaper articles, something personal, something of, of national or international interest, um, I think we're looking for all sorts of stuff um, curated through the community to, to do that. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, we're especially looking for ephemera, stuff that you would normally kind of toss like yeah. masks or a program from some event or a bumper sticker or a button. Uh, yeah. That's all the stuff that has over time the most meaning uh, because it's uh, what really captures the essence of a movement or uh, an event. Uh, and there's so much happened last year. I mean, in many respects, it reminds me of 1968. Uh, when I know neither of you was around, but uh, I was, I was around. You were around. I was. Okay. Well, I know Joe wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wasn't yet. <laughs> you, were, you were not yet on the scene, but 1968 was one of those years where you look back and you go, "Oh my God, everything happened." Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of 2020, with the election and the Black Lives Matter and the 19th Amendment on 100 years of the name Arlington and the census and the pandemic, right? I mean, everything was happening and it was really hard to, I think, keep your head above water and remain grounded and uh, not get too drugged down in the um, anxiety of the moment, but actually keep looking ahead toward better days and and now I, you know, I think with this year, with the vaccine, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and maybe we can have some in-person events before the end of the year. We probably aren't going back to the huge crowded events that we used to host at the library, but over time, maybe, and uh, try to find some joy, put some joy back in our lives and get rid of some of that sameness. So uh, 
So certainly we'll, you know, through the time capsules, we'll be doing that, but also we hope to be getting back to some more uh, community celebrations, even if they're small scale. Yeah. Excellent. That sounds awesome. Um, are there any other plugs that you want to plug uh, before we conclude? Uh, you know, who or how uh, prospective members that want to join or find out more, uh, where should they go? Uh, who should they email? Uh, any of that before we conclude? Sure. Yeah. So two ways to do it now. One is to go to the ERG webpage and the, on the WOW page, there's a place that says sign up here and you can do that. Um, you can also just email me, Joan Kelsch at arlingtonva.us and um, I will put you on the list. So we will formalize that process sometime soon. Um, but for now, that's the way to go. Um, and keep an eye out for the uh, Women's History Month celebration next week. Um, for sure, I hope the county will send out something universally about that. Um, and we hope as many people as we can manage um, will come. It'll be, it's going to be good. Yeah, I think HR, you might want to check Joe with um, Tiffany. Yeah. Uh, she should be sending something out. Uh, I met with her last week. We met with her to go over the running order and all of the elements. So Tiffany should be in the driver's seat on the communications. But it would be a huge help, Joe, if you checked with her to make sure. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. She's been great. She's been very, very helpful. Yeah, it's been great. Yes. And, and she's been doing these virtual. She did a great one with Morrell for Black History Month. That was really quite a quite a good ceremony. So, um, uh, but no, this is a, a pleasure. Um, I yeah. can talk about wow all day, every day. Uh, so it's it's for me it, it's um, a nice capstone to a very long career, being able to do something where I'm bringing people together and and making them stronger. So um, helping them become stronger, rather. So it's it's um, a real a real joyful activity for me and I've gotten to know so many other people. I already knew Joan, but I I think Joan's even more amazing now than I used to think. <laughs> and uh, it's just been a real treat to get to know so many people across the county. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you both again for taking the time to share with us uh, the experiences, the challenges, the growth, the excitement and energy, most of all. Um, in terms of making wow, wow. <laughs> um, I like that. Well put. <laughs> well put, yeah. And thank you for inviting us again. Yes, we really appreciate thank you. It. It's of been course. a pleasure. Of course. And we hope to have you guys on again uh, soon uh, for any other events um, or any other issues even um, that uh, we want to bring to light. You know, please feel free to leverage me, leverage this channel. Um, as a, a mouthpiece, if you will, communication vehicle. Um, I'm happy to serve in that capacity for sure. So. Okay, and don't forget to have Mr. Mark do an employee chat on ERGs. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, specifically just like snip this clip right here that you just said and then send it directly to Mark. I, I have no problem with that, absolutely. All right, yes. guys, this was great. Thank you, have a wonderful yeah. weekend, both of you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Joe. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.